The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And there's screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Welcome to the Kwamla Sports Hall. This is. Yeah, this is why. This is why. Okay. Wait, we got a show. This is what we're going to talk about. Um, we got the uh, basketball game. <laughs> we got the college basketball game, the national championship between Kentucky and the University of Kansas. We have Kenya Simone on. No Deborah Debris. Uh, appreciate Kenya can call, calling in. And as always, we got Alex Clancy and Clancy Corner in the second segment. Uh, this is one on the menu. Obviously, obviously, basketball. Yeah. We want to talk about why the uh, Indianapolis Colts is holding private meetings when it's only two quarterbacks that's going on one and two. What do you need to see when you've done all your legwork as far as saying for a past year now, Wallace guy was a junior that you're taking Andrew Luck if he didn't come out? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just it's just you know they're getting closer to the draft and people want to talk. I, I mean. The one, the only reason I would see them drafting uh, RG3 would be to have another offensive weapon, like another offensive weapon that wasn't throwing the ball, because they got rid of everybody. I mean, Reggie Wayne came back, but you got rid of Pierre Garçon. You got rid of, I mean, everybody. Everybody that, well, that Peyton used to throw the ball to or hand the ball off to is gone. Jeff Saturday's gone. You have a guy now that can run the ball. Tammy's gone. Yeah, I mean, and you yeah, have... you got to have a plan B. Yeah. But I can just... You, can you smile? Welcome to the show. Oh, uh, but you know... Good morning. Good morning. The, um... That's Kenya Simone, WGCI, who won, came in third place in her pool. Uh, betting, <laughs> yeah. betting, betting, All over betting, Facebook. Yeah, betting against Kansas. How you do that? That's why I need positive energy when you when Kansas is playing. That's how they win games. Not, well, not that they're talented enough. It was positive energy for me. I was riding with Kentucky, and my bracket, I torn it up, balled it up several times. <laughs> and they came through for me at the end, so that was great. Well, what you what you, what you think about this uh, Andrew Luck and this... Um, RG three, Robert Griffin third situation as far as um as far as getting the uh private workouts. RG three turned it down, which he should have. Uh at this point, where do you need to go? Washington's done so much to move up in the draft and, and I don't think the Indianapolis Colts didn't do their due diligence and say, Okay, this is this is the time uh, at this point in the season, um close to the draft, we're not gonna take Andrew Luck who they've had high on their board for a year, can you? Well I think if it's there are no violations, um, you know, being broken with them tr- working him out or trying him out or whatever. I think that it's okay. Like Alex said, you got to have a plan B. A lot of people don't do that, don't have any backups in place. So I think I thought it was a good idea. Well, they're gonna have to have the. Um, well, their plan B is is build rebuild. That's rebuilding. They're gonna do this. They're gonna take Andrew Luck. This is the same situation they had when they drafted Peyton Manning out of the University of Tennessee about 14 years ago. This mm-hmm. is this is the rebuilding process, and they built things around him because uh, Peyton Manning controlled. They think this guy Andrew Luck is 
have been one of the highest rating quarterbacks probably in a decade coming out of college. Uh, so they feel they can put pieces around this guy and make the, make well, it work. What I can't understand is they already had pieces. So, I mean, granted, you got to pay Dallas Clark a lot of money. I mean, he's, even though he's getting towards the end of his career, he's still a top, top five, top seven uh, tight end. You had the pieces. You had the veteran leadership that you needed for a young quarterback, and they, and they released everybody. So I don't understand. I mean, it's kind of putting Andrew Luck in a, in a crappy position because he has to perform that much more, and that's why RG3 is now more of a viable option as opposed to 0%. Now he's probably a 25% option because he can create on his own without throwing the ball, and like that's what I was going to before. But Andrew Luck is going to – we're going to see how close to Peyton Manning he really is and how, how, how uh, high of an IQ he really has because he's going to have to make new receivers good like Pierre Gasson and Austin Colley that, that Peyton did when everybody was hurt. I mean, luckily he has Reggie Wayne still, but it's going to be really difficult for them to win games next year. Well, they have to rebuild that defense also. That's true. They have to rebuild that defense, and they got to get on the field and put a uh, productive project, product on the field. And if, they, if they're content with this rebuild, rebuilding process, then I think they'll be okay in probably two years. Yeah, I mean, but their yeah, defense... I think, I don't, go I don't ahead, think go they're ahead. looking to probably win as much next year, you know, with the rebuilding strategy that they've got out there, but I would say within the next three, they should probably be good. Yeah, I mean, and I, I don't understand why they got rid of Jim Caldwell. We talk about this ad nauseum about it. Like, I, I think that that was really unfair. Uh, he, I mean, he knows the offense. He, he He's run the offense. He, I mean, you need somebody that has been there before to teach this kid about the indie offense. I mean, it's the most, it, it, if, if they keep the same scheme, it's still, it's the most intricate offense we'll uh, run in the this. NFL. For a rookie, it's going to be difficult. They clean house, so they was already content with. They got rid of the um, Polian. They got rid of the head coach. Uh, they made some changes in the in the front office. They clean house, so they was content on starting over. You just don't. I mean, everything starts from the top, and when it's going bad, you, you start pointing fingers. And this is when you start pointing fingers. Say it starts from the top. Yeah. So they clean house up top. Um, Want to bring in Andrew Luck? I don't. I don't know if RG. Three is a fit, and I say that because I mean he's a talent. He's, yeah. he's I would take him. He wasn't a I, fit for the old offense. Who knows what the hell they're going to look at like this year? Yeah, so. what, what are they running this right. year? But if if it was my pick, I'm taking uh, Robert Griffin the third. That's just me. But I think he fits well in what Shanahan's trying to do with that stretch offense. This is when they used to have a powerful running game in Denver when they used to have that um, run off the tackle, mm-hmm. and he has good fake and he can throw down the field. So and and with some accuracy. So I think. The two going where they are, or supposedly to go where they are, as far as Andrew Luck going to Indianapolis and RG3 to Washington, I think it fits perfect in a situation for those two guys. The, the crazy part is that if Peyton Manning didn't have those surgeries, none of this would have been talked about. Well, like they, if 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 that if the lockout didn't happen, uh-huh. this wouldn't even be talked about. They probably would have won however many games last year. They probably they wouldn't they wouldn't have got a top ten pick because you know they would have got they would have gone nine and seven or ten and six even with a, with an unhealthy. Uh, Peyton Manning, like it's just crazy how how you forget after a year that like, yeah. all the stuff that he's done, all the stuff that 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 the GM and the coach had done for that team. It, it, it's it's nuts was, to me. I think it was all business. You didn't want to pay. Yeah, Peyton but Manning. it's business because because for, unfortunately your your uh, your starting quarterback is out for a year, so you clean house because. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They well, they clean house. So they, why keep Peyton, man, Peyton Manning around and give him all that money? Right, no, I, Although I agree he with sat that. around for a year. That's the one that paid. I understand. The other two, the other, everything else, I don't really understand. But well, he I'm got not, paid. Yeah, I'm not a suit in the NFL. So let me let me switch gears on you guys. Uh, John Calipari finally wins a uh, national championship, uh, which is uh, with superstars, like five to seven superstars 
on the basketball court, and he did it against a team that beat him three, four years ago in the University of Kansas. Congratulations to the University of Kentucky on their first national championship. Actually, John Calipari. He says that through his teeth. Oh, oh <laughs> actually, John Calipari's first national championship. Right, he, he had, Kentucky's eighth. Yeah, um, let me finish for the record. Um, <laughs> No, but that, it was it was a good game. You look at those guys, and 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 what I saw was a lot of energy of those guys played in Kentucky. They was crashing the boards, they was blocking shots, they were they were just persistent the whole time. Uh, Kansas tried to make a run and came back with probably a minute and a half left, got it down to five. But you're talking about some guys in Kentucky that's you know superstars in their own right, uh, mm-hmm. high school all Americans. Uh, they came together to play, you know, came together and and. The chemistry of that team, you got five superstars and you got two more sitting on the bench. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a compliment to the head coach and what he was able to do with those guys. And, I mean, and the biggest thing was he got five studs or four studs coming out of high school that were averaging major double digit points. You know, they were the stars of their team. He got them to play together to win a championship, which is unheard of in college basketball. You want to score 28 points a game so you could be the number one pick overall. Yeah, but like that's college now is just a stepping stone because these kids don't appreciate what they have when they're playing college basketball because all they're looking at is, is the Bucks in the NBA. And that's it. Should be a st- well, I, right? It I is a stepping stone. It should be, but that's but, all it's looked at now. It's instead of enjoying yourself. But he's the coach, and that's the university that allow kids to come in there and do that. Cause you know you can get that number one guy coming out of high school when you when he when you telling him sitting in his living room telling him, yeah, you don't you're not gonna take thirty points, but you are gonna win as a team, and then you still gonna be that top uh, NBA prospect, and you can only play one year. And the exposure is is uncanny what you get at Kentucky. So I mean, in the exactly. SEC, go ahead, go ahead, Kenya. No, I was just gonna say I I think that we were talking about that last night. I was out watching the game here in Chicago, and of course everybody was going for Anthony Davis, who's from Chicago, but he was one for ten last night. Mm-hmm. But as a freshman, you know, just playing on that big stage, I don't know if it, it kind of got to him a little bit. or I mean, he ended up doing pretty well, but the whole one for ten part of piece of the game was like, ooh, we're getting a little nervous you know, <laughs> about what he's going to do on a big stage. Well, yeah, well, let's do this. Let's, well, let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk more on the uh, national championship game between University of Kentucky and Kansas University. Uh, we got Kenya Simone from WGCI Chicago. We'll be back after this quick break. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. 
If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We were talking about the University of Kansas and the University of Kentucky or basketball game last night. Is it Kentucky University or University of Kentucky? Because I really Kentucky don't care. University, I think. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. yeah, I really don't care, but University of Kansas. Oh, I would be better too. <laughs> I, I I was gonna wear all black today because I was in mourning, but it was a good game. I think I had too many. Uh, they were they were outmatched, man. There's uh, no. They were they were outmatched. Yeah, I mean, Kansas, Kansas. I've were, never seen a two seed be outmatched by a one seed. Any. Uh, they were outmatched. They were. Well, Kentucky, Kentucky was came out and played. Kentucky year. played number one, and this was their route. They Kentucky played. Uh, what is it? Western Kentucky. <laughs> there was the warm up game for those guys. Yeah. And I had their bracket up, but let me go to the bracket. Kentucky's bracket. But they they swept through everybody. It was a yeah. Kansas knocked off a couple of of good teams too to get there. Right, and you know what? Here's the deal. Kansas. This is their rebuilding year, which is uh. And, and I say that because when you got schools like Kansas and Kentucky, you, do you rebuild? I mean, you that's a those are basketball schools. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is their rebuilding. Just think of those Marquise brothers, and everybody move on. And this, we can go into Clancy Corner uh, in, a, in a minute. But everybody moves on. You know, everybody's going for that uh, NBA, trying to get into the NBA. But this is a team, right, that will be back in that p- position next year, hopefully, because they got more. They have more veterans. They have more guys that not going pro this year. I think Robinson, he, as a junior, he's probably going to take yeah, off and go. He's already gone. He's gone. <laughs> well, he has a lot of situations. That guy's story. If you, if you. If you and Kenya checked out his story, it's amazing. The guy lost mother, grandparents, all in the same week. Oh wow! Yeah, that was, that was he, heavy. Yeah, he yeah, he had it. So, I mean, what's left for him to do? Yeah, he played in the national championship game. Uh, he's a junior, so I think he got one his freshman year. So, yeah, well, it's nothing left for him to do but uh, move on to the next level and move see on how to he. The next level, oh, right? And it's so interesting to hear you say that it's a rebuilding year for Kansas, and they made it to the championship game. Right. Then you've got some teams that are just completely living off reputation. Like the past three years, Duke has been out in the first round. Right. Well, that's, Notre that's... Dame, not really doing anything anymore. Mizzou gets not. I mean, you know, it's just it's amazing to me that as a team is in their rebuilding stages, they're still getting to the big game. I know, and that's that's well, that's why you say you got to take your hats off to coaches like uh, Bill Self and uh, Calipari. Uh, Kentucky's role was Western Kentucky. They smashed them. Uh, they, they didn't end up playing Iowa State. I played Indiana. I thought Indiana played well up until a point, but I thought Baylor would give them a run. They beat that Baylor game by twelve, which it could have been. It's closer than that, it, it, but yeah, but they they could have. I mean, that was their road to get into the championship, and then and yeah, then Indiana was scared. That game was a little scary. The Baylor game. The Indiana. Indiana game because they oh, played them pretty good. Yeah, the Indiana game was scary. Uh, they they played well, and that's the team right now. You can look at Indiana next year and say 
you know, they may be in a Sweet 16, Elite 8 again uh, next year. But there's a lot of teams, as you mentioned, Kenya, there's a lot of teams out there that, that rebuilds and come back and, like Duke, get knocked out in the first round, North Carolina being knocked out, and, and you mentioned Kenya. Kansas beating a couple of those teams, a few of those right. teams in, uh, on the way to, an, especially the Ohio State game, which everyone count those out. They beat North Carolina, but and then you say, well, they didn't have their point guard. I mean, he's a difference maker, but I think Kansas still would have won that game. It just would have been a closer game than it was. I don't know. Well, let's get we'll into Clancy know. Corner. We'll get into Clancy Corner, see what's right, going this on. This is a really quick one today. Uh, I'm just – Anthony Davis is going, you know, he's, he's obviously already – in in the uh, NBA draft, and uh, him and uh, Michael K. Gilchrist will probably be number one and number two overall, which is unprecedented in coming out of college basketball. Anthony Davis is 6'10", 220 pounds. Uh, he plays center in college basketball. I don't think that 6'10", 220 is the frame that will allow you to be dominant in the NBA like you are in college basketball. So, I mean, I, what I think about when I think of him is Marcus Camby. You know, he's... He gets he gets a lot of junk baskets. He can jump through the roof. Uh, he's lanky. Uh, granted, Anthony Davis can hit the three ball. He can he, he has a little bit more range than Marcus Camby, but he averaged four and a half blocks this year, four point seven blocks. He had hundred eighty six total blocks, which is more than three hundred and ten teams had in, in college basketball, which is wow. you know, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, if he stays in school, he can gain thirty more pounds of muscle in over two years if he wanted to, uh, and he would come out and be ready. This way, now he's going to go out and look like Kevin Durant, who looks like a kid among a kid among men, lanky, skinny. Uh, luckily for Kevin Durant, he played on the perimeter and didn't have to play down low with all the big boys. I just don't think that this is the answer for him to have immediate success in the NBA. Let me ask you this question: uh, A guy like uh, Anthony Davis mm -hmm. uh, take a chance of coming back and and get hurt and lose millions? Where, where, how do you how you assess the well, I, you can be a lottery pick this year and make millions of dollars. Uh, you won a national championship. I don't know how. Well, he's a freshman, so yeah. uh, there's no degree. They have three uh, freshmen there. in the starting lineup. Three freshmen in the starting lineup. Um, but how you tell a guy you're going to be the first pick and and not go pro? But Ask and, Andrew Luck. But but yeah, but he's Andrew Luck was a junior. He he was this guy's a freshman. Yeah. And if he comes back, he's going to be a sophomore. Yeah. So how long does he stay? Um, at University Kentucky, at Kentucky University, I would say until he's ready, and I don't think he's ready yet. His numbers are ballooned. He, if you if you're an NBA coach, you take I want to get this young guy, and I can mold him. I can put him with some veterans. And Marcus Camby was a great analogy, but don't you think he looked more same like coach him? too? Same coach. Yeah, John Calipari coached me at UMass. Right, and don't you think um he, he did uh like a what's the guy in uh San Antonio Tim Duncan or Tim Duncan don't you think uh, he played like, 4 years yeah don't you think a guy like Tim Duncan that if he go and get some leader uh veteran leadership from that guy that he can be better you got a different weight I mean I won't say a different weight program or a strength program because if you got the guy at the University of Kentucky um I should should just say you know these guys build muscle this is their job this is what they do this is why they was hired as an NBA strength coach, I figure I can get him in, put some weight on him, and he'd still be good. But I, he's a young guy. He's a fr mm -hmm. actually he's a freshman. He's he'd be two years out of high school playing with big boys or getting some tutelage from veterans, and then become a productive NBA player. Yeah, I mean w w the reason or the reason why I say this is because I uh, I've been watching Andrew Bynum really closely, and he came into the league at 17, the youngest player ever in the NBA. 
he was tiny compared to what he is now. And he had a lot of knee problems, too, because yeah, right. he couldn't take that pounding and, in 82 and games. And that's another reason. In the NBA, the game's faster. There's more of them. The practice are more are more strenuous. You know, you're playing against men. You know, you're playing against 30-year-olds. You're not playing against kids. And Andrew Bynum suffered for coming into the NBA and not going to college. But now he's healthy. He has so much more muscle. He's so much more lean. And now he's a dominant force. He's averaging 18 and 13 this well, year. It take different. I think I believe it take different guys. Uh, and, and you got to look at the position also. Um, he won't be a center, uh, Anthony Davis. He might. He, I put him at forward. I don't think he's good he's enough offensively. In yeah. college, does it mean that? Like you, I agree with you that he's he's not big enough or strong enough just yet. I don't think to play center in the NBA. Right? I think they should switch the position to maybe like forward or something. Yeah, I mean, but center is kind of a lost art in the NBA now. You have kind well, of the crossovers. You have the 6'10", 6'11", skinny guys. I think... There's also their arm reach, their arm span. They could be the the 6'10 guy, but their arm span is just as as a 7'2 guy. Sure, I mean, but what he does have going for him is you cannot teach somebody how to block shots. And he's active. He's very active. Yeah, but he's... he's a, well, I mean, so you can't teach somebody how to have that nose for the ball. He blocked more three-pointers than I've seen in, in ever, maybe, in college basketball. Like, he, he he blocks the ball after it comes out of the shooter's hand, as opposed to blocking <laughs> and it And I'm before. thinking it's going to be goaltending, but this ball is still going up, and he's still rising. And he, yeah, I mean, and so that's it, he's a lot like Marcus Campbell well, in that I, regard. John Calipari he, did a great job putting him at the point. He's not sitting back as, as where we would normally see a center. He's out at the top of the key and making these guys get it down low because they do have um, the rest of their team are probably 6'4 and, and, and higher. Uh, they do have height over there, so he can come out to the point and make guys change their shot up. Yeah, I mean, look at last night. So Kenya said 1 for 10. Uh, he had 6 points, but he had 16 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, and 6 blocks. You know, I mean that that is a that is a stat stuffer thing, and you don't have to be offensively active, especially on this team because they score so many points. Didn't anyways, he, he got MVP. Oh yeah, of the tournament. He, he was the th- he was the fourth freshman ever to get a most outstanding player of the Final Four. Yeah, you got um, but who was the best one? I think Carmelo Anthony. And that that's and that's oh Purvis Ellis. Yeah, well Purvis Ellis, and that was you know I mean I I would say it's between Carmelo and him. Yeah, yeah, but okay. they're two complete. Carmelo averaged twenty two and ten that year. You talking so about it's a, different? Yeah, you talking he about was NBA guy. ready? Right, he right. was NBA ready. And they been the last time that freshman um got that type of awards. They beat Kansas. That was a fresh. I mean, they had two freshman teams up there. And the they key beat, comes out of nowhere. Exactly. And they beat Oof. the University of Kansas in the championship game. Same thing here with the uh, Kentucky uh, and Anthony Davis. I Which mean, one hurt more? Uh, you know, if I was as a as an alumni and as a fan, it does hurt to see uh, easy. It does hurt. Come on, Kenya. It does hurt to see your team lose. I mean, really. But which one? Which one hurt more? Did you expect to win the game last night? I expect the which one? Yeah, last I, night Kentucky. It would have been great to. Uh, so that means no. It would have been great. To, uh, <laughs> Another great Cinderella story. It would have, that wouldn't have been no like Cinderella. A two seed, Kansas, a two seed Cinderella. Like state, Kansas. A great Cinderella story, but no. Kansas is never going to be a Cinderella to anybody. First of all, <laughs> never, never, not even a pro team. But you, you, you look at you look at the. Uh, I got to open staff. the door so the head stays. You, so the head fits you, in exactly. this room. you look at the uh, you look at the situation where that it's just not those players. It's that coaching staff. You look yeah. at Danny Manning sitting on the bench now. He just got the head job over at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that doesn't work out, there's a lot of assistant coaches from the University of Kansas. Uh, John Calipari was one of them. He was an unpaid assistant coach over there. But look what they go to. Look what they able to do, get head jobs, not going somewhere and be an assistant. They go to get head jobs. Yeah. And it's just 
Which one hurt more to answer your question? I, I know. Just Carmelo losing. or the one last yeah, night? Yeah, losing period. I thought they would beat that freshman team, that freshman. I didn't know that freshman and Carmelo Anthony would come out and light and scorch Kansas yeah. to win a national championship. And they had Jerry it McNamara, happened. too, that annihilated That's the one. That he was the different maker. Carmelo yeah. was going to get his. Yeah. But this guy, um, he, he was all over. That was actually a stacked team. That was, that yeah. was a really good but, team. But, you know, a loss is a loss, and they all hurt the same. I yeah, Because I mean, Kansas was one of those teams that are losing the first and second round, the teams they should have destroyed. Yeah, you talk well, about Kenya talking about Duke and those teams, and and look at the the powerhouses at Duke, powerhouses that uh, we haven't seen. Mizzou, yeah, yeah, we, we haven't. Yeah, Mizzou, we thought they would be in the Final Four. They yeah, lost. I they lose to Norfolk State. And you still got third. <laughs> I still got what kind, third. <laughs> what kind of people are you playing with? I I guess some like non basketball. <laughs> I don't know. That's a bunch you know, of guys. The whole, March Madness and the whole NCAA is such, um, like, just pulling straws. You just never know. It's about who wants to get it the most. Didn't and it? some people think they can ride off their reputation, but yeah, not not here. Because I really, I was really, really crying. I thought when Norfolk won. You, I was like, I know Kwame is going crazy. Oh, and, uh, yeah, Norfolk State beating uh, Missouri. And I, I watched Missouri play against Kansas four times this year. And, um... These guys were all over the. Missouri was a real good team. Yeah, they're very athletic. They are a real good team, but you you can't count out Norfolk State or VCU. If you get in, you got a chance. Obviously, right. when you, you you put yourself in a situation where you got a chance, those teams that should like Missouri that should have beat Norfolk State, don't let them hang around. You get somebody confidence to hang around. It's a shooter's chance. Well, all it, it takes it, is one it, shot. It's difficult to uh, to not overlook that game, especially when you're when you're a two seeded for the first time. Go well, ahead. let's do this. Let's let's come back to the let's finish this up. Come back in the third segment, and we'll finish up some basketball. I do want to talk about Tiger Woods too, and uh, maybe I should say the Masters, but more so Tiger Woods. Yeah. All right, this is Kwame Sports right. Talk. We we'll be back. We got WGCI Kenya Simone on the line, hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back in probably sixty seconds. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Back to the Kwame Last Sports Talk. We got Alex Clancy. We just finished Clancy's Corner. We talked about the uh, Anthony Davis probably going pro or should stand in school. We got Kenya Simone um, chiming in from Chicago, WGCI. Um, we talked. Uh, let's get into some golf, man. I know we was gonna finish up with the uh, basketball and with and what the um, guys coming out of Anthony Davis going pro or not. I think he should. I don't know you guys weigh in on that real quick, but I, I think he uh, he's a freshman. I don't know what a sophomore year is going to do for him. He has a NAF championship. Sophomore year, he's still not going to have his education. He's not going to have a degree. Um, but it, it is, it's on him or the people around him to get him back into school. Uh, make sure you get the right people. There's a lot of people around you that won't remind you of school or won't you know won't be an intricate part of you saying, oh well, you made millions because guys can make millions and forget about going back to school mm-hmm. because they think never's going to. Things are never going to happen to them where they're going to need an education. Well, you need to have that paper. You might not get an education. You might not get a degree. Two different things, in my opinion. Um, the education is what you learn. Degree is that paper. Yeah, I mean, uh, what you said about the injuries, um, the potential injuries coming back, it's different in basketball because you can tear your ACL and be fine. It's not like it's like you're running back in the NFL. You tear your ACL now. You have you have a stigma on you. Like Dewan Blair coming out of Pittsburgh, I think it was three or four years ago, has no. Uh, cartilage in either of his knees, and they were, you know, he went in the second round. He was probably a top five player that year. San Antonio drafted him like fifty or forty something overall because nobody wanted to take the chance. And right. now he's the anchor of that defense, and he plays great. He's six nine. He's undersized center, but basketball is different. I mean, look at Amari. He had microfracture surgery. That's like that's like the the no no. That's the Dr. James Andrews of of you, basketball. You don't want to get microfracture, right? If you're a basketball but, player. But now you can, like look at. I mean, Andrew Bynum has had countless knee surgeries. Uh, but now, now with, with with surgeries nowadays, you can actually come back and play at full speed. So that's why that's another reason why he could potentially stay. And the sick part is that we're not even talking about school. Like nobody talks about school when it, when they're like, should I should I you stay? You don't talk or about school when you go to university. Right. When you go to uh, the University of Kentucky, what are you talking about school? You are talking about winning national championship? Yeah, and yeah, then going and, to the next level. I don't know. Not, I don't know if that's what you what you guys think. I don't know if that's fair or not, or or if it's just. Um, it's just what it's it is. A, it's the nature of the beast. That's yeah. what it is. You go to University of Kentucky as a basketball player. If you go for U- University of Kentucky as a football player, you're going to be there four years. <laughs> you're going to be there four years regardless. They have a football team? Uh, they got a, <laughs> they got a semi. I Kansas has a football team too. I don't they, know though. Well, they didn't have a football team until I left. <laughs> when I left, it was downhill. But, uh, oh, God. Anyway, I, I, dig- I digress. Should, <laughs> I think he should, he should go on and come out. Um, go to the big stage this year. Like you said, Kwame, as long as he's got people around him that are are putting a big emphasis on education and him returning to school when the opportunity presents itself, I think that he should. I just fear that he'll be like another Greg Odom that came out of Old State a couple years ago and just never really found his niche in the league. I know Greg had some injuries and different things going on, 
but you just hate for the, the star quality player to come out and just never, never really find his niche in the NBA. Well, He's young enough to enjoy this money now, enjoy the new stage, and then go to school later if um, people around him are telling him that's the thing to do. There's a lot of injuries. I don't know if you guys have even take notice of this. What guys are that tall and they grow up so quickly? It, these guys, he's probably was six five when he was fifteen years old. These guys grow up so quickly, so their bones are he not. Went, he went six three to six ten in a year. Yeah, see, wow. They they grow so quickly, their bones are not that mature, right. and that's why you get all, all these injuries. And you're playing basketball. Even more reason to stay back, right? I mean, well, is that? I mean, isn't that the like Greg Oden came out too early? And yeah. look at what happened. But look, Andrew got, Bynum came out. Look at what happened. That's what I'm saying. You got to have the right people around you. You you coming out too early. If you've done the research, you're gonna be number one. You're not gonna get your um, degree, um, Greg Odom. Not not coming out your freshman or sophomore year. So if you, if that's the case, then why not come out? I just think they grow up too quickly. There's different stuff in our foods now. Uh, I had carnation milk. I had to add water to my milk to make it milk. Uh, these guys got all this stuff that we put in the foods now. Nobody's a nutritionist, no. Well, no. I mean, you also had to walk to school nine miles. Yeah, I, and my Come parents on. were sharecroppers. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I came up the whole way. Zing. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, what's going on, Kenya? What's going on in Chicago with Derrick Rose missing 11 games? I know there's 14 games left in the season for the <sighs> Phoenix Suns, and they're two games out of eighth place, which gets them in the playoff, and they got seven games on a row to finish up the season. And they're all mm-hmm. good teams, and one of the good teams being the Lakers. But I really want to know what's going on with Derrick Rose and, and his back situation. How many spasms are you going to have in uh <laughs> in one year? Well, first of all, don't come for Derrick Rose like that. All he I'm saying is... many back spasms as recorded. He plays hard. He plays with heart. I agree. But don't try to don't try to slight him and give him a little jab like how many backstabbing can you have in a year? Well, I, well you know he what? He's a young man. I want him to be healthy and I want him to have a full recovery and that's what we're waiting on. Now, the loss he had to OKC the other night really, really, I was like, are you kidding? And then we lost again last night. But I'm actually kind of happy that the Bulls have um, their winning streak without Derrick Rose. It's kind of shaken up some because I don't want the Bulls to think that we're doing all this winning without this big superstar. Um, superstar. Well, not really superstar, but this, this million dollar, multi million dollar contract. Because you know, Chicago sports team owners get really cheap, and they start seeing things in a different way. Like, well, maybe we don't need Rose after all. You know, Bulls are stepping up. Noah, Lucas, everybody's stepping up doing their thing. Well, that's maybe what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and get rid of them. Right. I don't want that to happen. So I'm glad they're getting hit with these losses now. So they know that we do need Derrick Rose. We're waiting for him to come back, and we're praying that he has. A yeah. Well, goal. this is a good a good organization, uh, Kenya. In my opinion, will see that these guys can play without Derrick Rose. Just imagine when we get our our superstar back. The piece of the puzzle is that much better. It's that much brighter. You can see the picture now. Um, but you you can't say we winning games. And they did it. I thought when, they, when he was out, Derrick Rose was out, I thought they was doing a great job winning. Guys were stepping up. Now I'm playing with that same intensity as far as stepping up. Try to be the superstar, but in a role capacity. Understand your role. When Derrick exactly. Rose come back, the ball runs through him. And then he'll make you guys better. I don't have a problem with Derrick Rose taking his uh, last shot. 
uh, all the time unless there's a game plan where everyone in the building knows he's going to take that last shot. He's going to have the ball. Now he's savvy and, and, and wise enough at this point in his career where he dish it off. He draws two and three guys at a, to his uh, uh, attendance and dish it off and still wins the game just by having yeah, the ball. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they stepped up. I want them to secure their contracts too, but I just it never ceases to amaze me some of the moves that – our Chicago owners make when it comes to uh, our sports team. Yeah, well, I mean, so here's the thing. There's a couple things that are in Chicago's favor right now. One, uh, they have the best record in the NBA uh, as of right now. So And they play defense. Right, so none of these things really matter. Uh, he... He could have come back. Like say, say they were in the nine spot right now. He would have been back three games ago. This isn't right. like this is a shortened season. You, you want you want to give him as much rest as possible, and then I think he'll come back with five or six games left in the regular season. Give you that punch to get right through to get that momentum going into the playoffs, the playoffs, and then yeah. you just run it through and hope and, and hope you hope you uh, get Miami and and you know you beat them. And the other thing that they have going for them is the Doc Rivers method, which is. You keep your stars healthy. Like uh, all he did last year was sit his guys, play them, yeah. manage manage their minutes. Granted, they're ten years older than Derrick Rose, all of them, but like uh, you know Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. But they're always healthy for the playoffs, right? And and, and that's what and that's what they're doing, that's what they're doing with Ray Allen right now. They're sitting him. He's hurt, quote unquote. He could have come back two games ago if they needed him, but they don't because they're the four seed. But you also they were talking about Ray Allen being traded to uh, another team. Yeah, I, I don't know why you would do that. What the, this guy's he's the best shooter ever. I thought Reggie Miller was I thought Reggie Miller was that guy who's going into the Hall of Fame. Congrats to him. But yeah. Ray Allen's the best shooter ever. Thirty seven year old shooting over fifty percent from the field as ever. a jump shooter. Yes. I love it. Doesn't happen. Ever. Ray Allen ninety percent. He's top three, I think, ever in free throw percentage. And how humble is this guy? You know you don't hear he's you don't best. hear anything bad about Ray Allen. And that's, that's why they got what they wanted. Those three guys, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. And Ray Allen never said Jack when they were on crappy teams, losing, 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 and they got what they wanted with the big three. They were the first big three because they kept their mouth shut. And I, I love those guys. I love those guys that, like Ray Allen, that you don't hear anything about. You don't hear anything about Paul Pierce. Well, he did get stabbed in a nightclub, but <laughs> it wasn't his fault. <laughs> somebody opened Inglewood. Yeah, he. Well, you don't go back home. I, I was said this on the show, and this is another uh, topic, another show topic. As a as a professional player in any sport, you don't go back home thinking that's your town anymore. You got people that live there to do things for a living that you can't be around. Yeah, tell Pac-Man Jones that. I think his career would have been a little bit better if he would have stayed away from his Pac-Man Jones is an idiot, though. I wish I could get him yeah. on the show. He's a complete idiot. I mean, how many chances do you... This guy had more chances. He got it like a cat. With Goodell, who doesn't give anybody he chances. He got nine lives. He got, he got so many chances to play when there's guys that have, some t- have talent that only get one shot at being being good. And and they are yeah. good, but they only get one shot because they didn't get drafted. So when you get drafted, you give the guys a lot of chances. A draft pick has to prove that he can't play football, he can't play basketball, as opposed to an undrafted free agent has to prove that he can play. Right. And you only get one chance to do that. Right. Uh, but you know, you get you get these guys like Ray Allen who come out there their whole career, entire career, um, just. Just, just productive. Just play basketball. Just play. You don't hear anything. Uh, Jesus Shuttleworth. He makes movies. <laughs> he can't act, but he's good. He's a, he's a good guy. That's the kind of, that's the kind of guy you want to be seeing. Yeah. I think that's a, a very sad but true statement that you made about professional athletes not being able to come back home and just think that everybody's going to love them and embrace them and everybody has their best interest at heart. No. I look at what was going on in Chicago when Antoine Walker and yep. um, Brand, they were both, you know, tape, duct taped and 
families were threatened and things of that nature. It's just sad that people are just on like on the attack whenever a superstar comes out of their hometown. You're supposed mm. to be able to hold them down, and they're just you know so much envy and so much. And, and, and Kenya, I don't know, it's very, very sad. And these are their friends that's doing this. I mean, you can't come home. I, you, you just can't do it. Look at the um, safety for Washington Redskins. He's dead now. Ugh. He's dead. The guy was mm-hmm. out of Miami. The guy was, man, this guy was probably the next best thing in the secondary. Probably got defensive player at the rate and the path he was going on. Uh, but you, you can't go back home with all that jury on because, it, it, like the guy told me when I was coming out of Kansas, he said, don't forget me when you go pro. The first thing I say to him is don't forget me if I don't. Everybody want it when it's good. Exactly. They want it when it's good. But when I come back home and I didn't go pro or I didn't make it, what kind of friend are we now? Like, mm-hmm. you want me to be out there doing what you're doing, hustling and doing whatever? You can't go back home with all that jury on because these guys hustle every day. It's mm-hmm. a living. It's a lifestyle for them now. Uh, right or wrong is what they're doing. You can't go back there and shine and, throw, and go to bars and clubs that they are uh, constantly in. And start throwing money up. Start throwing money away. What Sean, you do is you buy them guys some drinks. Sean Taylor's the name. Sean Taylor just, just came to me. Sean Taylor did a Google search. Uh, Sean Taylor. <laughs> I don't get any credit, Kenya, ever. Not, not when you type in and, and, and say it just came to me. Oh no, I was on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you just can't. You just, no, seriously, you can't go. You can't do that, man. And that's why. And it's, we and I go back to reality. But you know what? Derrick Rose come back. We we were on Derrick Rose topic. Uh, the Suns, fourteen games left out of the playoffs. Two spots out of the playoffs. They're, they need to win. They got four games out of the five seed in the lost column. So anything could happen. I mean, well, you got Houston. Need to jack off. Well, well, here's the thing: is uh, the team that they the, the the guy they traded over there is now. A stud point guard because Kyle Lowry got hurt. Gordon Dragic, oh, no, no. Gordon Dragic, Dragic yeah. is tearing it up over there. He is. Just added to the list. And he's starting. Yeah, added okay. to the list because Kyle Lowry's hurt. Well, but. let's finish up this last segment. I, I'm surprised that Kenya uh, is still on with us for, for a whole I'm show. Spring break, sir. So I have. Total oh, Formula for the Sports Talk. <laughs> we'll be back. Finish up this last segment. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. 
perfect music for that. Yeah, Shaft. 22,000 22, women later. <laughs> this is not Will Chamberlain music, but it's good. <laughs> Welcome back to the Quantum Lab Sports too. Talk. We were going crazy off the air. I don't know. They were going crazy. I was Can trying to make some sense out of this thing. Oh, we were, but we were talking about Tiger Woods and his... Uh, let's talk about his on-the-field uh, activities, uh, which is... You know, this guy's a three to one favorite now, uh, after winning the, the, uh, what was it, the Shell Houston Open? Um, no, was it the Shell Houston Open? Cause I think, uh, Hunter Mayhem just won the Shell Houston Open, which was last week, but what made it his second win. Um, that's right, he won the Accenture, right? He, he won the, uh, well, Mayhem won his first. I'll tell you what he did right now. Let me see if I can Google search like you as fast as you can. Uh, <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> he went, but he, this is, he's the first guy to win. Hunter wins the Houston Open. Okay. Now, what was the fir- uh, first one? So he's, was, he's, so he's the guy who has two wins. He won the Canadian sport. Let me see. As I read. Uh-huh. Don't see it. Tiger Woods. <laughs> he won the Accenture match play. In, Did he? in Tucson. Did he? Yeah. He beat Rory. He and Rory. Okay, Rory. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Google say. search fail. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know what? Who's the favorite if, if Tiger Woods not the favorite? It's a three to one. I thought you know Rory being, he he. I don't think Tiger has to play, but I think Rory is still that guy uh, with with the talent and the, he's developed some creativity where around the greens and throughout the courses and that debacle he had two years ago, I think played well for him. It was it was that it, happens once in a career and it happened unfortunately. At, but some at, guys at the most get hallowed, at the, right? But he's so talented. Rory McIlroy is—he's the future. Even though he's—you know—he looks kind of nerdy and he looks like he's not an athlete. But when he when when he's when he ties him up, that kid that kid is 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 a stud. So uh, a Tiger win at Bay Hill at uh, Arnold mm-hmm. Palmer's tournament, yeah. um, and that takes him. That's his first win in probably two years. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Uh, almost three years. Going yeah. almost three years. Uh, so that propels him to be. The favorite guy at the Masters, where he's won four times. You still got Phil Mickens, who won three times, I believe, and then Hunter May, uh, Mayhem, who's hot right now. I think he's fourth in the world. Yeah, I mean he's Hunter, he's always been solid. Yeah. And, and and Tiger went. Just remember when this guy he went to 160 in the world at to now. I think he's like eighth or fifth. I think it, yeah, eighth yeah. or fifth, something like that. Um, well, why why is you know we're talking about golf and the matches but why is Luke Donald overlooked so much he's like number one right he's not American he and you know he don't you know you're right that's a great point great uh, question why Luke Donald not being number one Luke Donald's uh did no one expect him to be on that big stage and win when he's number one because a lot of times can you you become number one in in those small tournaments that you win and coming in second a lot and then winning two tournaments so your um your your rankings go up or where it's come down to number one uh, okay. But as far as the majors and stuff like that, you look for these guys who won the majors. And they can come out of anywhere because look at uh, uh, not Dustin Johnson, but uh, uh, Johnston, what's his name, who won the Masters three years ago. The guy came out of nowhere, but he was putting lights out. Uh, Johnson, let me think of his first name. Google search. It is Dustin, right? Say it again. It's, it is Dustin Johnson, right? No, not yeah, Dustin but he Johnson. Didn't win. No, he didn't win. But, oh, okay, but, already, yeah. Okay. yeah, but it is a... Uh, I can't think of his first name for some reason, and this and that's just what I'm. That's just to add to your point. I can't think of his first name. But You're talking Johnson, about Schwartzel? Not Schwartzel. Schwartzel won two years. Schwartzel won two years. Yeah, two year. years ago. Yeah. Oh, last year. Uh, before two two uh, masters before that. Ain't you right there on Google? No, I'm video. I'm not. Uh-huh. But um, you can't think of their name because they don't win the big tournaments. They come out of nowhere, and the way they're making these masters. 
and these grains and these courses that they used to be the tiger proofed uh so tiger couldn't win now everybody's winning on them because they don't have that long Zach game. Johnson. Zach Johnson. Well, that was 2007. 2007. Wow. 2007. It was Zach Johnson. You didn't. Go Alex. You, you didn't hear from um, uh, those guys in the Masters. Then Zach Johnson come out of nowhere, and I think he win by shooting two over. Yeah. Because that's One how they that. designed the courses. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the thing with to answer your question, uh, Kenya, uh, American fans, people that live in the United States. That don't know golf that much, n- know that well, know Phil Mickelson, uh, probably Roy McIlroy and Tiger, and that's it. So that's why, I mean, Luke Donald, he's just, you know, he's a quiet guy, and he's just, re- he's he's exemplary at his craft, but he doesn't doesn't do anything, you know, all he does is play tournaments. He doesn't, like, he doesn't, I'm sure he's in commercials he's a uh, in too. Europe, I'm sure he's in commercials in the UK, but he's just not, it, it, he's not uh, promoted out here. So that's okay. why, and I, th- and I think he's right, I think Kwame's right, that, he, I mean, he's won, he's won, you know some big tournaments, but he hasn't. He doesn't do it with the pizzazz the Tiger does, or right. that Phil does, and, we, and he doesn't get the publicity out here for it. And they don't start talking about anybody else until the fourth day, and when it, somebody right. is separating themselves, and that may be a different guy. And we were talking about Dustin Johnson. He's not even going to even play in the match. So I think he's injured. Yeah. Some injury he had earlier this year. Yeah, I mean he's he's folded in every big in every big tournament he's played in. Because he, he had a chance to win two years ago. Oh. and Pebble, at, I mean, at Pebble Beach, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And I like the guy. He was up like four strokes and went. I think he went uh, triple, triple, double first two, first two holes. And you remember Tim Clark? He was one of the guys who had the Masters one and just choked on the last hole to go triple bogey yeah, it, and it, lose it. it uh, it's, it's it's those guys, Kenya, like Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, um, guys like KJ Choi who got ice in their vein um, that show up on the big days. I mean, you look okay. at you look on Monday, you look on I'm sorry Thursday through Friday. I'm like, what? What is this guy shooting two over and and then they they Wednesday, I mean, Friday, Saturday come, they in the hunt all of a sudden because yeah. all those guys starting uh, to fall back. And you look at the, what they do for it's a, it's a it's a marathon. These guys for four days have to be on top of their game. Some guys can do it for two or three days, but those guys who come out of nowhere for four days, you got to have that one great round to just keep you in the mix. And I mean, and their their reputations are definitely helping them. I mean, if they're if Tiger's five back, and you, and you have the leader who's an unknown looking at the leaderboard every every hole. Uh, seeing Tiger Woods that far back, it definitely puts some added pressure onto them yeah. to, uh, you know, to perform. I, I thought. So you uh, think more people are rooting for Tiger Woods to win it, or absolutely. more people would like to see him no, fail? No, see, absolutely. I they, think they Tiger's back. back. I, but I Tiger's think Tiger back. is somewhat back. I, I, back was winning a major for him, and back to us is yeah. He's what back. I meant is he's back in the good graces of the fans. I wouldn't care okay. about those fans because I would have never apologized for what I did. Why? I, I, why would I apologize? Well, I know it's nobody's business, but and listen, and we've had this conversation before. He hasn't asked to be a celebrity. He hasn't asked to be a role model. But that's our, how our society works. You get paid hundreds of millions of dollars. You're on TV I'm all the time. I'm not saying to be a role model. I'm not saying not to be a role model. I'm just saying whatever sponsors and endorsements I was going to lose, I would have lost them anyway. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not apologizing for something that I, I know I, I was wrong. Definitely, I was wrong, but. It's none of your business. You, I'm Tiger it Woods. Is, it is his business when you're no, Tiger Woods on business. TV all the time. Their business. It is though. How can you get in my personal uh, life and and all you like me for? You gave up your personal life when you became a professional I athlete. I, I didn't give up my personal life. Yeah, well, no, you I did. did. No, it it was taken from you. You didn't give it up. Well, you, well, I, if you, you can't take something that's mine. Look, I, okay. Let's talk Tiger Woods. Let's talk Tiger Woods. Um, let's talk Tiger Woods on the uh, his outside. Okay. Outside, off the greens, off the course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Harry's never cheated on his wife before, which is good. Uh, who knows? We don't know that. <laughs> we don't know that. Like I, I like Tiger. I like Tiger Woods. No discretion. I like Tiger Woods for his golf game. I didn't ask yeah. him to be a good father or sure. a good husband. Sure. I don't care who he is. Um, I'm not calling Tiger Woods saying, "Man, how was your weekend?" You, if you, if you in his personal life, then you should be calling Tiger Woods to see how he's doing on the weekend. Yeah, but go, go to the if you want to know about his um his activities as far as his professionalism, then you go to the to the course and watch him play for four days. But don't come around his house. You're not. You, we're not friends. What, what and, and, and when I talk about fans, I'm gonna let you get it in. Right. But when when y'all talk about fans, mm-hmm. a guy, I, I be out and people say, okay, come, you gotta go sign autographs for your fans, and they being funny, but it's not a fan of me. It's fan of the game I play. So I don't have any fans. I have a fan that you like watching me play. You a fan of the game because I'm not your role model. Well, I mean, here, yeah. Well, I can see that. I just you can see that I'm not your role model. <laughs> oh, I love it. oops, sorry. Uh, he didn't know what he was saying. It uh, just came I, out right. I uh, <laughs> a lot of things come out right when I say things. Um, so oh, now you got me off. Yeah, I yeah you know, yeah, you got me off topic. So I'm oh, saying oh, okay, Tiger okay, business okay. is his business. I wouldn't apologize but if it was me. With you, say, you've already all. you've already been. On TV, you've already been in the public eye, so it's different. You don't you don't know where those people are coming from. You understand? Which, like, which like people? The people, like the normal, like 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 the Joe Schmoes, like like the people that are going to watch him play. That you know, he takes his seven year old son to go to the Masters. You know, I understand they, it. So yeah, like, I understand, understand where the kids TV. come come right. to come so, in. Mm-hmm. So the apology wasn't to people in his field, people that have that play professional sports. It was to everybody else. Shit, no, uh, no. He's sharing his was, yeah. he's sharing his life with everybody. Can you get it in? Because we got about a minute. I just think that he knew that he disappointed a lot of people and let a lot of people down. Okay, okay, I, okay. I would agree with that too. Old. I would agree with that too because Tiger Woods was so sheltered. He's like Michael Jackson, sheltered his whole life. And by Michael Jackson, I mean sheltered his whole life. He never had a chance to be a kid. He was always a professional at three years old, being trained to be a professional. At three years old, I was being trained to do what? Go have fun. Don't get in trouble. Yeah. Don't eat rocks. <laughs> play with yeah, play with Transformers. Yeah. Uh, don't watch. Uh, <laughs> don't eat rocks. Yeah. What were you doing yeah. as a kid? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Go watch a uh, He Man, a Grayskull. Um, but no, that was a good show, man. We we got it. It started off rocking. It's I, I don't understand what's on. This is why uh, we talk about that off there. Look, can you small? <laughs> can you small? We appreciate you. Uh, what's going on with you? Real quick, anything? Real quick. Um, getting with a group of young men from Chicago in some of the most impoverished neighborhoods and helping them become entrepreneurs. That's my new big project, and I'm excited about it. Let us know about it so we can keep blasting from this end, because you never know what happens from here can get to Chicago, and we definitely will be a part of it if we can. Definitely. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, Alex Clancy, Quam Lassa Sports Talk. We out of here. we see you guys next week. Love you, Kenya. Check out, the, uh, fan, check out the fan page, because I'm about to blow up. <laughs> for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.